When my team wins a big game, it's good. What's up, Dip Nation? It's Dave. Dave Ruff, to be exact. I'm here gonna. I'm gonna host in Austin, Texas. As always, in studio with me, I've got none other than Dylan Shivery. What up? What up? Happy wow. to be here. Yeah, you got know. the double what up. Yeah, man, we had a fantastic interview with Davis Warren, quarterback from Michigan, and I'm excited to, you know, for the people to hear it. It's got me in, a, in good spirits. Yeah, you don't hear from a lot of people that listen to um, any of our shows or podcasts in general in high school, but this yeah. guy's been a listener um, in some capacity since then, which is always cool. Dave, as his... We're his friends now, so we can just call him. We Dave. can call him Dave, which I still am a little bit. It's unsettling that someone named Davis. I, I know Davis, David. They're only se separated they're by one letter, Dylan, the as you might one. know. Yeah, but still, I feel like Dave is reserved for David. But uh, because I like him, because he's a listener and he seems like a, a great young man, I'm going to let him run with it. I'm not going to make him change his nickname. Yeah, that's fair. Hey, here's a guy with no no need for an introduction. It's KJ Ellis. Happy to be relegated to the second most popular, interesting, and uh, best-looking part of the Too Much Dip podcast from the Upper Midwest today. So glad to be with you, fellas. Well, yeah, it was interesting having you guys juxtaposed on our monitor. You know, just a couple guys playing college ball or played college ball. You guys know what it's all about. You know what it takes. And that's why it was cool for for guys like Dylan and I and producer Randy it's like, wow, man, this is this is cool. This is what it's all about right here, man. Just regular guys, just like us. What are we going to do today? We got a jam-packed episode. Dave. We got that's a lot what, going on. That's what on. we're freaking doing today. Did you see this NASCAR fight? Yeah. <laughs> can, yeah. can I applaud NASCAR? I love it. We don't want to spend – look, I'm not going to pretend like I know any context or even attempted to look it up outside of finding different angles of this fight. But uh, you took a wild guess at like where the race was. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you won't get it. I don't know it. Like I have no nothing on the Southeast. Notes. <laughs> I do want to say how much I appreciate NASCAR, like leaning into it, leaning into it, like not necessarily being like, oh, this is awesome. Check out this fight. But like posting it from their social, whereas like, oh, I don't know. The tool, the PGA Tour, they would have like gone after anyone who posted it. They would have been like, do take this down. They would have deleted it. So it never happened. Granted, they're two very different sports, but still love to see it. Yeah. If you missed it, and I don't know the the young men's names. I'm not sure if that part's important. It's it, not. I'm giving it to you. I've never seen them before. Gotten little uh, fisticuffs, I, I guess, after the race. One guy with the dumbest haircut I've ever seen in my entire life. Looks like he lost a bet. He's on that Kim Jong swag. Walks up, is, grabs the other dude. Ross Chastain. Grabs the other dude by his... Sure. What, is, what do you call those? Your racing His fire uniform? retardant jacket. Yes. Grabs him on the chest and you kind of like gives him a little shake. And then the other dude just clean right. Right to you know the what? face. Some people were saying he sucker punched him. That's not a sucker that's, punch. Oh, that's not a once sucker you, punch. Once you place your hand on the uh, other person. You're inviting a punch. And he got it. He right got the, it. Right in the kisser. Pow. I believe it was Noah Gragson. And uh, I think he had Ross uh, Chastain or Castain. Just the worst haircut you're ever going to see on someone. It's a tough. It's what a tough that? look. Well, you know what, man? He's got. Uh, they have to wear the helmets. What's that to do with having a bad haircut? Well, I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> maybe it's hard to maintain uh, some serious lettuce what if you've got to wear the NASCAR helmet. 
getting punched like that is humiliating enough, but getting punched like that with that haircut, there's just no coming back from it. Yeah. It's a solid punch too. It was. And I love everything about the fact that whenever Gragson, I'm, I'm likely mispronouncing, whenever he delivers the punch, all of the officials in the very generic jackets that say official on the back, like they appear and Gragson's doing like the best thing possible because before he's like, Hey man, cool it. I you know, not like I don't want to smoke, but like you need to calm down, delivers the punch and then allows everybody else to step in. And it's like pushing them towards him. Like, Hey, somebody come get this dude. I'm not trying to like fully whoop his ass here, but I got the message across. Like that was, that was a tremendous way to handle it. This dude, uh, this dude's trying to rock the uh, the Tommy Shelby, like uh, just some kind of Peaky Blinders look, and it's just not, it's just not it. This dude looks like, and I know this goes on in F one racing. This dude looks like he has a really powerful dad that just bought his way into the sport, and like, all right, just go race this car. But it looks like a total just doofus who doesn't belong there. Yeah, he's kind of got a can Patrick I tell you Reed where quality. he does. Oh, I was gonna say, can I tell you where his uh, money has come from to get him into this position? Because it is the headline of yahoo news's coverage of this yeah please family roots in watermelon farming okay his victory lane celebrations usually involve standing on the roof of his car smashing a melon into pieces on the pavement i do like watermelon so he does a gallagher <laughs> tribute every time exactly <laughs> okay that's actually if we find out this is son of gallagher i'm i'm back in on ross chastain dude that's hair bits galore <laughs> that's actually pretty dope all right i take back uh any criticism he's, he's a watermelon magnet or magnate you don't see that too often <sighs> no i might have said these names backwards by the way but i was it. wondering if somebody how... somebody in the cut in, in the comments inevitably is gonna like tell me it's not called a ninja choke or something these names I may have conflated, but either way, there's your NASCAR minute. Ooh, Ross, hey, Ross Chastain is the guy who delivered the punch. So did KJ have it wrong? He did. He had it backwards. I had it backwards. Oh, so we can't clip that. Bad right? haircut is go, Gragson. That's a Noah. That's a Noah move. You want to just do that all again so we can clip it? Because we've been doing pretty well with fight clips. Well, let me tell uh, you the name of the family with. I'm sorry, I mean, fuck it, whatever. Who cares? Uh, no, but the if funny, you want to, I can. But the funny thing, KJ, is that uh, that Nate Diaz clip grew our YouTube subscribership like exponentially, and um, a lot of it, I think, is just people who are just they don't know who we are, and they're like, they want to see what kind of dumbass shit I'm going to say next, because uh, <laughs> as you've as I've learned, I've got to be a little bit more. Um, I got to like really review the clips to make sure like a joke that didn't even land on the pod because it was so deadpan, deadpan and stupid definitely didn't land uh, to the casual MMA fan who just saw our stuff on Instagram and YouTube. So I got to just pay a little bit more attention. That's on me. I'm the idiot who went and Googled and I'm like, well, a ninja choke exists. It didn't occur in this video, but you like you were wrong. You made it a joke, but you whatever. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm team Dave on this. <sighs> anyhow it's hard man. it's hard work being podcasters hey before we get into it before we uh talk to this this feller named davis with the lettuce with the great flow can we give a shout out to our friends at neutrophil please something that i take every day i know you take it every day i do you don't have to choose between better hair growth and your health dylan what if i told you there's a holistic solution for men that promotes both healthier hair 
and whole body wellness. What if I told you that? I would tell you I believe it because I've been taking it for months now and I am seeing the effects. I'm feeling the effects just as important. What does that mean exactly? I, I feel better. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You want me to say the part about being horny because of it? And I'll, I'll go ahead and admit it has made me hornier than I usually am. Yes, it, the libido has been a noticeable uptick. Just rocked up. And I don't hate it. <laughs> Get ahead of thinning hair with Nutrafol's whole body approach to hair growth. No drugs, no compromises. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, thickness, and visible scalp coverage. I've told this uh, little anecdote before. I walk into my dermatologist's office. First thing I see behind the uh, the check-in, there's just a wall full of Nutrafol. Well, that's an endorsement, Dave. Yeah, they're, they, uh, they do quite well. And uh, it's very cool to see that because they sponsor this pod, the Nutrafol's hair growth. Nutraceuticals go beyond genetics to multi-target the root causes of thinning, including stress, hormones, nutrition, metabolism, aging, and lifestyle through whole body health. A physician formulated using natural medical-grade ingredients. Nutrafol's drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health, Dylan. Oh, buddy. In a clinical study, men showed progressive improvement in hair growth and thickness after three and six months. Nutrafol is also trusted and recommended by over 3,000 top doctors. You can grow thicker, healthier hair, and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering promo code DIP to save $10 off your first month's subscription. The offer is only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $10 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code DIP. Now, let's check in with our good friend, Davis Warren. All right, we're here with none other than Davis Warren, known to some apparently as Dave Warren, Got a lot of questions about that quarterback, Michigan. What's up, dude? What's up? Thanks for having me. Some people, uh, this has been a dream of mine. It's been on the bucket list. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Shut a, up. Uh, You're so full of it. No, I, I'm a. I was a. I was a day one. Day one toucher. So maybe That's not day cool. one, but at at one point. So, dude, uh, how this is exciting? Well, how old were you? I, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was in like high school, and like the whole TFM thing. And then, you know, you guys were getting pushed on that. And, you know, I thought I was, Frat. you know, every, every high school kid followed TFM. So, cause they wanted to be, you know, in college. So, and then it kind of just devolved from there into me <laughs> being a toucher and, and listening. And uh, yeah, you have to like commute to school. So I had, I had time on my hands. I'm surprised there are high school kids doing podcasts. Like that's surprising me by itself. But anyway, that's amazing to hear. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what the little demographics you know. were, but I was, yeah, I was, I was on it. Yeah, little did you know you'd be here with one of the rowdy gentlemen eventually. No, like that's no, just, no one, Dylan. The bucket list known. of mine. Every week I check it off. Exactly. So. One person has yeah. referred to me as the rowdy gentleman, <laughs> and I beat his ass in the locker room that day. So, hey, <laughs> Davis. So you're saying you your your buddies call you Dave? Yeah, buddies call me Dave. Uh, makes me feel old. I'm like the oldest kid in my kind of house. So I, uh, I get all the old guy jokes. What, uh, what's the setup we got here? I'm, I'm looking at this, this is putting off uh mega Southern California college kid vibes. Yeah. Got the, the Kobe is actually my, my brother kind of moved in here 
uh, when I left for college. So the Kobe is all him, but everything else is me. I used to put up like Sports Illustrated uh, magazine covers when I was younger on on this wall, but uh, I don't spend a lot of time here anymore. So uh, you said, yeah, I grew up in SoCal. You said your friends call you Dave. What does Harbaugh call you? Uh, He calls me Davis. He goes, he calls me Davis. Um, He keeps it. He doesn't, if you call him like coach, like he hates when people call him just coach, then he'll, he'll just hit you with a player. He'll call you player. (laughs) Okay. So what coach Harbaugh, is that what you're supposed to refer to him as? Yeah. So yeah, coach Harbaugh. uh, So yeah, because if you, you call him coach, he'll just say, what's up player. So. I like that. Have you been to any sleepovers? <laughs> uh, no, no. How did how did spring ball go, man? I know you guys are you wrapped up spring ball, I guess, pretty recently, and so you have a break before fall camp starts again. How, how does how does all that go? Like, what's your schedule like during the off season and all that? Yeah, so we're spring ball. We start really early, so we start like end of uh, end of February for spring ball, um, and then we ended like first week of April. And spring ball was good. We have a new quarterback coach, so kind of adjusted to that, but he's been awesome. And then uh, April is kind of just workouts and stuff, and then we get this month of May off. So this is kind of when I come home and, and hang out yeah. before we go back June June 2nd, and then we're from June 2nd until January we're rolling. So fall camp doesn't start till August, but June and July is just workouts and stuff like that. So this is the chill time. You know, it just dawned on me that on our screen, so we're watching you. We got you on the monitor here in the studio, and you're next to KJ. And we've just got two collegiate athletes. Wow. Just okay. right next to each other. KJ, obviously, like, alumni now, but that's that's pretty crazy, the level of, of athleticism right here on our screen, Dylan. Yeah, that's true. Have you followed I mean, KJ's this career? Is a real, this is a real sports podcast now. <laughs> Hell Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I got to call you out. You DM the Too Much Dip account. Maybe this is how we linked up like a while back. And you're like, hey, uh, I don't know who runs this, but can you tell Dave he's the uh, worst sports gambler or game picker of all time? Yes, I did do that. What was I mean, what would lead you to like draw that conclusion? Was it the fact that I had a historically bad year? <laughs> I think that that kind of was it. I think I just gotten verified, too. So I was really trying to flex the the check mark. You have kinda, to worked that a little bit um i was actually gonna ask so you yeah, about that. that was part of it i was gonna ask you about your verification the obviously the, the instagram verification is huge it's twitter doesn't mean anything anymore do you guys have no. like a like a program rep that makes that happen for you did it just show up one day how does that all work i we have like a program rep like my freshman year like i wasn't like a big time recruiter or anything so like i did not come into michigan with like uh being verified but uh, my freshman year, they like didn't have one, but then like sophomore year, we had this new guy come in, uh, and he 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 got us right. So okay, um, God, we need one. You of know, those. It, it makes it makes a difference. Absolutely, sweet. I don't does. even know how how it all works, but one day it just showed up. Love that, KJ. How does that make you feel? Because to my knowledge, you were not verified. Definitely not verified. Um, but you know, I would equate it to like eventually showing up as a stock player on an old NCAA game. Like that probably was the pinnacle of like feeling like, okay, this college football thing is, it's really going to pan out to be something. Uh, little did I know, you know, the game would cease to exist like two years later, but whatever the check cash wants. K- KJ, is it true that your NCAA rating was a 52? 
It was very, very bad. It might have been a 57. I think it's all because I just had to keep SMU pushed down. But my speed, I think they conflated with another player. So if you stuck with SMU for like three years, I'll be like a 99 speed what? at the end of like my career every single time. And that, that was valuable. Um, I do want to ask, uh, and I know we're going to go through a little bit of uh, your, your backstory, which is tremendous, uh, or be the first to congratulate you here. As somebody who also went into college, not necessarily highly recruited or anything like that, um, but going the path of the preferred walk-on. And then with the big news, I believe you got just this past off-season or this off-season. Congratulations on that. Um, what has that felt like in terms of an achievement standpoint? Like, did Was scholarship always kind of one of the many goals? Like, did that mean a lot to you or was it just kind of another step along the way? Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I feel like it was just kind of like validation, you know, like you, you put a lot of work in um, and that's kind of the natural progression. Like you show up as a walk on, mm -hmm. you know, to, to the, to being on the path to hopefully playing and starting one day, you know, getting put on scholarship is definitely on that trajectory. So that was, you know, just validation and, you know, it was a good thing for me and my family and everyone that's kind of like been there for me along the way, just kind of like it's another step in the right direction. Um, and me and like, I live with like three other kids that I live with are all sort of like for walk-ons were all really close and uh, they all got put on too. So it was kind of like all four of us and uh, we That's all, badass. we all like contributed, contributed last year some. And, and so there's some, there's some talk about us being the, one of the best walk-on classes of all time. So we're trying to, we're trying to live up to that uh, every day. So do you, have a, do you have a name for your house that you can tell us? <laughs> uh yeah we well, we called it the barn for a while it's kind of like red it's a little old and you know it's nothing nothing special but we we're like you could hit like a nine iron from our back porch and be on the practice fields so it's a pretty good spot you playing golf these days lots of golf oh man. lots of golf to be young to be young Dylan. congrats on the scholarship man that's that's really really <laughs> badass it really is um, I have to mention Texas rolling into town next year, 2024. Come on. On the, the Michigan home schedule. Is that something that's on you guys' radar at all? Do you get excited about <laughs> games like that? <laughs> He's got it circled. Not that, I mean, no, it's not. It's I not mean, we kind of have it circled. I would say we have it circled. Uh, I mean, it's a big game for me with your guys' allegiance, of course. But uh, I think that, yeah, his allegiance at least. But, um, I mean, we were supposed to go down to Austin, which would have been way more fun. Yeah. Um, nothing against the big house. But, like, this year we play, like, Eastern Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. So, hopefully I don't get uh, called out on that if, like, an Appalachian State type thing happens again. But, uh, mm. you know, it's it's nice to – I guess that's bulletin board now. But it's nice to, uh, you know, have something yeah. kind of a, a big dog rolling into town and feel like it's like – you know, because those early weeks, it's – you know, it's you're always watching those bigger games, and like even this year we played Hawaii and UConn, so uh, not really the cream of the crop, and so it makes it makes fall camp like a little more kind of just elevates yeah. it a little more. I feel like yeah, um, I mean, tech, the Texas that's gonna be their first year in the SEC, so along with the SEC schedule, you have the Michigan away game. It's gonna be a, a difficult year. Also, if all goes to plan, that that'll be Arch's first year starting for Texas. If we assume coin goes pro after this year, so that's that's a tough that's a tough you know road test early on. Just that's all I'm saying, KJ. Calm down, dude. 
I, I, I guess I will ask when we're talking about looking at schedules, feeling or looking at it that you've got so many home games this year. I think that that's likely a blessing from like a routine standpoint. And there's a lot to take away from that. I know Michigan does a tremendous job with getting you guys international games at times or huge trips as teams. But then when you're turning around, you're like, yeah, maybe you're not seeing the marquee names from a program standpoint, but whatever, maybe it's nice to go check out North Carolina in the fall or where, you know, I don't know, Vegas might be cool to play at Allegiant stadium. Um, Anything taken away from not like the excitement of the season, but thoughts on like having nine home games or eight home games you've got this year. Yeah. I mean, the home games are awesome. Like the big house. I mean, it's just like down there in Austin, like it's the same sort of vibe. I'm sure like everyone, everyone's going to the games. It's a blast, like having that home atmosphere, but I will say like going on the road, I think we definitely take like some pride in that and, and being like kind of, you know, KJ, you know, like kind of like that tighter group of guys Mm -hmm. going on those away games. It's like, kind of us versus the world and that's kind of a fun feeling like especially going into columbus last year like that was my first true away game i felt like because freshman year i didn't travel at all so that was like my first like we played at Rutgers, um which was nothing and then we played at indiana which was like kind of nothing and then we we played at iowa which was my first Mm -hmm. away game and that was fun we kind of blew them out so it really wasn't like felt like a close game ever so Ohio State was the first one, and that one I was like, that's when I realized how fun the away games are, and I mean, especially when you win uh, a, a game like that. But we, we definitely take some pride in that, and, and I feel like it's fun to, to go different places and, and travel all over the place, like for the bowl games, going places mm-hmm. in the blast. So so you guys we, we obviously have uh, – you all have Purdue scheduled, right? Like, and circled. <laughs> <laughs> of course – Producer Randy went to Purdue. If you're unaware, so. he was talking a bunch of shit before the pod. Yeah, he's saying y'all gonna be <laughs> well, shit our, this year. Our our assistant strength coach actually is the head guy there now. Uh, Kiero Small, former Razorback uh, fullback, is the head strength coach there. So it'll. It, I guess it's circled. It's a revenge game. <laughs> I can't believe we're. 12. That's an under. Go ahead. I, I was gonna say that's an underrated aspect. I will say of of or under discussed aspect of college football experience, especially for earlier guys, like the persona, who was it? Mad dog at UT used to get a lot of public attention, uh, the strength coach, but like as a player, you might see your position coach quarterback slightly different. I'd say 20% of the time on a calendar year, you might see your head coach like 10% of the time often, you know, quarterbacks a lot different, but your coordinator, maybe a little bit less. So you're going to see your strength coach like 70% of the year. And that relationship with that staff is completely different. So, you know, while it was an assistant guy, I do imagine that those relationships often seem more established sometimes than even, you know, your relationship with the cornerbacks coach or what, whoever it may be on staff. Yeah, totally. Uh, Let's, uh, can we do the backstory? Cause I, th- I've been just, yeah. Looking forward to this moment. I'm sure you've done this a million times, but you know, uh, it's, it's tremendous. David, you want to lay it out for us or how do you want to approach? Um, yeah. Uh, tell us about, I mean, how you got here. Um, obviously like the people who know your story are familiar with, uh, the illness, leukemia that you beat. What was that like? I, I think I read something like you played a set. Did you play like a, a, a seven on seven game? Like the day after you were diagnosed? Yeah. So I like, yeah. So I'm sure, I mean, I'm a lot of the Michigan 
fan base is familiar with it and, and knows about it, but the washed media, maybe not so much, but yeah, so I pretty much, I was diagnosed with leukemia in March of 2019. Um, that was pretty much the spring of my junior year. Um, at that point I had like some Ivy stuff, you know, smaller schools, like nothing crazy, uh, kind of knew I could play at a higher level, but just didn't have a ton of tape out there yet. Um, and then, you know, that kind of, that, that like pre-senior year summer is pretty big for recruiting. I mean, if you're a big time guy, it's not, but as for a guy like me, like that's normally like a pretty big time to get recruited and, you know, get seen by some mid-major schools, stuff like that. Um, but I knew I was good enough to play at a high level and, but yeah, that was kind of like a, I mean, all the emotions you can imagine with that experience were there of, you know, am I going to play football again? What's this going to be like? Am I ever going to be able to do the things that I want to do again? Um, Cause I really had no idea. Like you see the, you know, the college game day features or like stuff like that about these things happening and you, you know, you see them, but you never really think that that could be your reality. Um, and so, yeah, that was, I got, I pretty much, it was a Friday and my dad was like, God, Davis, you look awful. Like I got to take you in. And I was like, Oh, we can just wait. Like I got, I had a seven on seven turn the next day. Like I should wait the next, till the next day to, to go. But he like forced me to go to the urgent care. And then before I knew it, I was at the children's hospital and like watching March madness and just waiting for a doctor to come in and kind of explain what was going on. Um, and then, yeah, from that, I mean, I pretty much, you know, from the way I look at it, like from that day, on like everything went how it was supposed to go you know like I had great doctors great nurses like a really good support system around me and they told me it was going to be like five to eight months of treatment um and I was out of out of the hospital in like four and a half so diagnosed in end of March uh out of the hospital like mid-August um and then I was I kind of had like circled like because like the way I looked at it like and now, like, kind of knowing what I know now now about, like, childhood cancer, all that stuff, like, I was super lucky. Um, and I was very naive to think that I could just, like, get through it, come back and, and be back. Because a lot of, you know, the reality is a lot of kids don't don't get that opportunity, aren't afforded, aren't as lucky uh, as I was. Um, and so, yeah, but I the way I looked at it is I had, like, I counted off the months and I was like, damn, I could be playing by October, you know, best case scenario. Um and I really just got super lucky and that ended up being the case. So I played in the game on October 4th. Um, I was probably like a hundred and I don't know, 55 pounds. I'd say uh, I spent pretty much those four and a half months of treatment. I spent almost all of it in the hospital. It's kind of like the, the type that I had was like, it was kind of, it's the more kind of deadly form, but it was the faster treatment. I don't know, like all the stuff behind it, but the other like kind of more common form of leukemia is like three years. So I had the five to eight months of treatment and was out and just got super lucky and then played at 155 pounds. And I like played like two weeks. I could play like a half and then I had to get blood tests every week. And then they wouldn't let me play the next week because my platelet count wasn't high enough. And then I ended up, I was drinking like papaya juice. Like I saw something online, you could drink papaya juice. So I got like this papaya juice extract and was taking shots of it before I was going to bed to try to like get my platelet count back up to play the next week. But Jeez. uh yeah. The way I look at it, just super grateful and and lucky and uh just very blessed to kind of be able to come out the other side because I've definitely learned and and 
you know, I, once you're in this kind of community of like pediatric cancer, you don't really get out of it. And you always, you know, I get DMS all the time and people reaching out to me of, of this kid and that kid that they know. And for me, just like trying to be a resource and, and help these kids out. And cause I felt like when I was going through it, like, you know, there's some stories out there. I remember like, there was like the, the holder at Minnesota, mm-hmm. um, a couple other guys here and there with different things. Uh, but nothing kind of exactly like what I went through. Um, and so that just for me, just being able to be there and, and, and be a story and be a voice, I think is important. So yeah, just, just super lucky to, to get through it all. But after that, like, you know, you played those two weeks after that, the rest of the high school career just went completely normal as well. Right. Well, yeah, exactly. And then COVID <laughs> struck like the next kind of March. So that was like, I just had, I just had two bad marches in a row where I just couldn't catch a break. So then I was kind of like screwed out of, you know, cause I kind of like repeated a year of high school. Yeah. So I was kind of like screwed out of another year. Um, my high school didn't end up playing. And then, so then I was just like sending film around. Uh, my high school coach had some connections with Michigan and, you know, I, I had some like those Patriot and Ivy league things were kind of there, kind of just, you know, working through them and like, that, that's kind of the weird part about my journey though. Is like a lot of these college coaches that stuck with me through the whole process. Like I'm still like still text me and stuff. Like when I got put on scholarship, a couple of them reached out to me and I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not very normal with yeah. most kind of kids who get recruited. So that was, uh, yeah. So then COVID and then kind of Michigan came out and, and I was actually like taking my SAT and coach Harbaugh had called me and like left a voicemail. And I hadn't really had a lot of communication with Michigan before that. And I was like, whoa. And so then I like, I had like my coach called me like three times. He's like, why didn't you pick up the phone? Um, and then I ended up calling him back and he, he offered me a spot and they really, you know, they wanted me, they recruited me. Like I was a, a big time guy. They kind of had some, some guys who knew me. And, um, you know, like I said, I'm close with a lot of like big time guys that I threw with out here in Southern California. And that really, kind of just proved I knew that I could play at this level and I've just kind of been trying to prove it ever since. That's oh, yeah. incredible, Tremendous. man. That's an incredible story. Good on you. You know, the, the timing of it all obviously could not have been worse for you and you're trying to get recruited and just make your way through high school and all that. So to, to be on scholarship at Michigan now, it's, that's incredible. Testament to you. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. I'm not trying to like uh Brown knows anything, but I was a, I was a wash guy through, through, uh, going through the hospital and listening to podcasts and hell yeah sticking to it so uh it was uh you guys you guys played a part so i i appreciate you guys too that's great to hear man that's really cool were you uh were you surprised during the draft that the cowboys didn't draft you (laughs) (laughs) well we me and me and dave have been going back and forth about this but i am a birds fan my dad is uh my dad's from philly so i'm born and bred but the Cowboys taking two two Wolverines. Uh, that that was exciting. You want to so. give us any intel you on guys are, uh, Mozzie and Schoonmaker? Yeah. So little scouting report. Mozzie, uh, he was my welcome to college football moment for sure. Uh, <laughs> like my first workout was like that first summer. Like those videos that you guys talked about. The mm-hmm. so it's called a plyo stair. Those like jumps that yeah. you go up. There it is. And it's like eighteen to twenty four inches. I don't know exactly how high it is, but it's like higher than you think. Um, and it's just like meant to be like those plyo boxes, but instead of doing one rep, you can do, you know, six or seven in a row. And that was between that. And then like the video of him, like twisting the, like 
900 pounds or something. A workout those I didn't both happen. No existed, by the way. I've never seen yeah, that. My gym doesn't have that. There's yeah, neither neither of those I think exist in any gym. Any I don't even I've never I never saw college them. strength coaches but, are mad scientists everywhere. It's 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 absurd. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, so so I think that kind of just sums him up. Like the guy's a, a freak athlete. Uh, he's bigger than you can imagine, and he's you know he's he's the type of guy who you know when the NFL's turned into not to get like super into the X's and O's, but you know, the NFL is at a point where you got to have more defensive backs on the field and you need, you know, D linemen who can be run stoppers. And, you know, that's kind of his forte. So we, we relied on him a lot this year and coming from the big 10, he's, you know, well prepared to slide right in there. Uh, I hope, I hope Jason Kelsey plants him on his ass, but every other week <laughs> he'll, uh, he'll be good. And then not, it, I was going to say run stoppers, but not only run stoppers that uh, can stop, you know, be on the field, but ones that have the stamina to be athletic enough to stay on the field. I would say he's the exception uh, body type there, but sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Like he's built, like he's like big, but he's like compact. Like he's, it's all there. Like it's not, there's not a lot of, uh, of loose kind of stuff floating around. He's, he's dialed in. So, uh, and then Scooney, I think he's a, I, I would say he's a steal. I mean, he, you know, we kind of had two main tight ends this year. One of them ended up transferring to Iowa, but uh, uh, who was supposed to be like a big time guy. He had like a back injury and Scooney was like, everyone knew he was really good. And he just like took an, a step up this year. Uh, super fast, like great route runner. Um, so one of my roommates is like a tight end fullback type. So he's like really close with Scooney and uh, said he's got some like never in a bad position in the run game. So always like a in a good spot and, and winning in the run game. And that's, uh, and then like, he's, he's a speedster and can, and can catch and made a lot of plays for us this year. So I would say, Scooney. you know, overall good, the both of them, um, <laughs> I don't know exactly what, what the Cowboys need, uh, what, the, what their needs are, but. Yeah, but two, two, but Philadelphia had a better draft. You can go ahead and say it. It's okay. You it's saw okay. that like we allegiance changing. He's like, I love them as Wolverines. <laughs> like they but, did, you know, <laughs> yeah, good job. I, I mean, as as someone who was who was on the sideline when Georgia just put us in a blender, uh, <laughs> I'm hoping you know I'm you know I'll I'll leave it at that. So, yeah, yeah. but I am. I mean, the, the graphic the graphic of from like our game against them that they put on their Instagram like in the past week of like all the lines from every single player on their defense like getting drafted in like the first four rounds and like five or six of them are are Eagles is uh, yeah. That's a welcome. That's a welcome sight. Yeah, no so kidding. I was, I was like warming, warming up. Like, of course, like I wasn't even close to playing. I was like fourth, fifth string, whatever. But you know, the warm ups is like my big time to like you know have fun and <laughs> and mess around a little bit before the game. And I'm like throwing whatever, and I uh, have my AirPods in, and I just like catch a ball and then kind of like turn around and like Jordan Davis is like right there, <laughs> and truly like the largest human being I've ever seen. Yeah, it's like. Yeah, they're built different. And then they took and they then they took it to us. So. Man, it'll happen, man. Hey, I'll tell all the listeners out there when we overuse Scooney uh over the next five years. Blame Davis. This is Davis's fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great nickname. Scooney and we call him Moz. Scooney and Moz. So if you want to say Moz, you can say Scooney and Moz. I was le- I was trending uh Schoon Man, but I think Scooney's better. Scooney's okay. got a little hockey vibe a to dated. it. Yeah, it's a little dated. No, a lot, not a lot of Soundgarden fans listening, but I'm sure the the, the four that are, <laughs> they really appreciate that yeah. reference. Uh, do you ever play the pod in the locker room 
for the lads? Like, hey, check out these guys. <laughs> I I can, you know. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't if you want to get run I, out of a locker yeah, you'll room, you'll get stuffed ask in a locker. Who has the better, you know, rock, locker room radio ownership and like playlist uh, dominance is, is a big it's thing. Definitely, it's definitely not me. That's for sure. It's definitely not me. <laughs> What's your playlist? Uh, maybe in like the sauna. Maybe maybe in this maybe in the sauna. I'll throw it on. There you go. That's I'll a better. Kind of let it. Yeah. What's your warm up playlist like, looking like before a game? What was that? A warm up playlist? Yeah. Oh, so well, I'm I'm gonna just go just show how much of a Southern California kid I am. But I like I'm like an alternative indie guy. Like Lumineers, Mount Joy, Camp. I throw a little bit of rap in there. Like I'll mix some Drake in. Um. But pregame, I'm normally trying to like bring it, bring myself down a level rather than like really get too fired up. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like what I rock with. I don't know if that's okay. that's not the coolest answer in the world, but Mount Joy is my last concert pre pre COVID, so I vibe with. It. There we go. I'm I'm, I'm going back. Uh, me and my girlfriend are going to the one in in uh, end of May. So so that should be that should All be right. fun. This dude's just trying to get in the flow state before the game. <laughs> I mean, pretty I think, much, pretty much. I'm not, I'm not fully JJ doing the full meditation before, but I don't know if you guys have seen that, but I'm, I'm close. I'd imagine <laughs> the position you play kind of dictates what type of music you listen to, right? It should. Because you're a quarterback, you don't listen to like hard. Me- I mean, you're not a linebacker, right? You're not trying to like. Yeah, Brady feel- wasn't doing Pantera. Yeah, you're not trying to fill gaps and and take, <laughs> you know, take running yeah. gaps out. Yeah, my my uh my roommate, this kid Max, the uh, he's like a fullback, tight end type. Uh, and he listens to like some insane stuff pregame. Like, literally tries to go into a different dimension yeah. of of being. <laughs> yeah. So I, I get it. It's, it's, I have to walk into a car wreck. I get it. Aaron Rodgers yeah. kind of did oh, that yeah. in the off season. <laughs> he kind of found a different dimension. <laughs> did it differently, not necessarily yeah. for music, but hey, man, whatever yeah, he, works. He did. Well, this is fun. So. Uh, I want to do one last high school question. And I know we, we kind of focused on like how all of the perfect things, you know, had to happen and things worked out well. Do you ever wonder if there is a, I don't know, an alternate dimension where maybe you heard from a high school in Ohio that was attempting to play games uh, during that time frame? Like, is there a possibility that Bishop Sycamore could have reached out and said, you want to, if you want to get on the field, if your team's not playing, you can roll out and play some ball with us. Maybe I should have, maybe I, I actually, so I actually went to prep school in New Jersey yeah. for, uh, so, and we had them on the fun fact, we had them on the schedule that the year that I came back from being sick, we had them on the schedule. We decided not to play them because like you'd, you'd look them up and it would be like a trailer park that would come up and uh, or like one of the other schools in our league had like played them like a week before and there'd been a huge fight or something. And my coach was like, we're not like, we're not doing that. So it was kind of like the prep school was like, we were, we were like kind of like a new England prep school, whatever. And we had like 30 kids on the team, but like 20 of them go D one, but like all the big time, like public schools don't want to play us because they don't want to get beat by a team with like, five little dweebs on the sideline. Um, so, but like we, we, we played like a couple, like the year before I got there, they played a couple like big time schools and in like Jersey and down in the DMV, like they played Caleb Williams and like almost beat them. So it's like, big, it's like real football, but yeah, Sycamore was not uh, in the cards, but maybe I should have given it a look. You never ran into them Panthers Dun- down around Duncanville way. <laughs> I don't think they played Duncanville, Dave. I'm just asking. Uh, okay. Bishop Sycamore I, tried I think, to. <laughs> they did. That's I the think time. Duncanville. I think Duncanville would have smoked them. 
Probably I think so. so. I think so, too. Duncanville's a, a different animal these <laughs> days. Home of the 6A state champion Panthers. You know. Well, Davis, what can we uh, what can we plug? What do you, do you want? Where where can we find you on the socials? You can find me on Instagram, Davis.Warren, with the blue check mark, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, not verified on Twitter. I know that's a that's the big that's the big topic lately. But uh, <laughs> I don't know exactly what my username is on that. But you can find me on there, Davis Warren. And then uh, yeah, look out for us this year, preferably in the first three games against. Eastern Carolina, UNLV, and Bowling Green. You'll find me, probably. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> well, a little mop-up duty. I like that. We're going to be go. watching. Yeah, exactly. We're going to be watching. We're going to get Will, Will – you know, Will's uh, – Will DeFreeze of uh, Sunday Scary Circling Back fame. He's, his fandom's kind of shifted from a Michigan guy to a Bama guy. He was kind of ground floor on oh, Bama. He's still yeah, Michigan. What the, what, what the heck happened up with that? I know he's, he's – uh... He just knows talent. That's crazy. Well, <laughs> okay. the last couple of years, he he saw something in Bama that no one else did. So he's like, these guys might be pretty good this year. And, and it turns out he was right. So – Good on no well, title. Sometimes you just you just got a feeling. You <laughs> we actually we actually took we took our team trip to Northern Michigan, and I finally got to see what he was talking about. So oh nice, drove through Harbor Springs and yeah. got to experience him, experience his uh, all that chatter he's had. Didn't get a didn't get one of those Saran wrap sandwiches. Go so missed out on <laughs> missed out on one of those. All right, take ten seconds and pitch Will on why he should he should jump back into the Michigan camp this year. I mean, everyone from Michigan is a Michigan fan. So yeah. that I would start with that. I feel, I feel like – I mean, he's a U- Manchester United guy too, right? He is. I feel like Manchester United and Michigan, there's kind of some connection there, you know? Yeah. Okay. Um, kind of big time. I guess Bama too. I guess you could throw Bama in there. But uh, Michigan is more fun, you know? And Love Arbor's we're kind of we're, we all know that we're a bit of bit of the bit of the underdog a little bit. You can give us a little underdog story. No, Michigan still. doesn't get to claim underdog. <laughs> I'm sorry, man. <laughs> That's I like mean, Texas claiming underdogs. The winningest program of Texas. all time, is that right? Yeah, but you know, we've we've come back from some some tough times uh-huh. and you know, two years in a row losing in the playoff. I think, you know, there's some revenge this year. So Yeah. Okay. Well, Davis, I've become a big fan, man. Your story's incredible and you're a good dude. And uh can't wait to see you uh light up some teams this year and some mop up duty, but you know. <laughs> no, nah, man, you never know. This you never has know. been you know, fun. You, Thanks for hopping on. You never know. Yeah, thank you so much yeah. for hopping on. Um, yeah. I know you've got uh, fundraisers that were previously active out there. If you have one coming up in the fall or something like that's happening again, let us know so we yep. can push that. We'll help you. We'll help uh, you I will. That. I, have, I have some stuff coming out, so I'll, I'll keep you guys Sounds updated good. And, and appreciate you having me on. All right, man. Good luck this season. Thanks, Stay dude. healthy. Yep. Thanks, right, thank guys. you. Appreciate we'll it. I told you all you are going to enjoy that. Yeah. Did I not? No, you did. I told you, y'all. We weren't really sure. Yeah. We were like, man, are we going to enjoy this? Well, I'm talking to the people. Oh, okay. The people who are listening. No, we knew. we knew. I knew this kid had the juice, man. Big fan. We're going to be rooting for him. Absolutely. Oh. Noticed you were uh, rocking your Muggsy jeans recently. Oh, you did? I did. I noticed it. Your girl. You didn't say anything. What? Your girl noticed too. My wife? What? You've been. You've been. No, just what? go go ahead. I love my Muggsy jeans. You know that, Dave. I have them in a few different colors. Yeah, they make the most comfortable jeans, chinos, and joggers ever. Yes. Yes, they do. Made from buttery, soft, patented stretch materials that look stylish but are insanely comfortable. Never too baggy, never too tight. I told this uh, to Dylan before the pod. I have a t-shirt from Muggsy. They sent it to me. It's one of my faves. It's got a pocket on it. It's very comfortable. How comfortable is it? My wife that Dylan just mentioned, she stole mine and she sleeps in it. And I'm not kidding. And I like, 
I try to like get it back. She always finds it. It's almost like a, a frat tee in college that you know a young lady would take home, but it's a Muggsy t-shirt that my wife just takes. She just cucks it. The thing about their clothes and the jeans in particular, because jeans are historically uncomfortable, but the thing you can't oversell is how comfortable their stuff is. It's unbelievable. The jeans, you feel like you're not wearing jeans, first of all. You feel like you're wearing sweatpants, but they look and feel just like jeans. It's incredible. They also just dropped cool max denim that are like air conditioners for your legs. They spent years in the lab developing the most breathable jeans ever, designed with lightweight fibers to ensure a cool breeze with every single step. These jeans come in enough colors to make a pack of crayons jealous. These are the only jeans you'll wear this summer. Go from the backyard barbecue to the bar in one swift motion all summer long. Hell, I'm not even throwing the discoteca, Dylan. Cool max jeans? Yeah. <laughs> It's pretty crazy. I know huh? about these yet? Blowing your mind, blowing KJ's mind. I, I I have to get some. Well, you can go to Mugsy.com and get ten percent off now using code Bang. That's ten percent off some of the most premium jeans, chinos, swimwear, and shorts on the internet. Mugsy also offers free shipping and returns, so there's absolutely no risk in giving them a spin. If you're in Chicago or Austin. Make sure to head downtown and check out their storefronts as well. Easy vibes every time. Enjoy a beer as you shop. If you're in Boston or D.C., keep an eye out for a Muggsy store coming in June 2023. Check it out. Muggsy.com. Code bang. Um, what's going to happen to Jokic? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, right? <laughs> Nothing. Are we real... Look, if you needed another reason to hate the Suns, and I know this is a very early Mark Cuban move, but just don't make yourself part of the show. What if I told you that the Suns owner, the one who was pushed by Jokic, Jokic? Is that how you say it? Jokic? I say Jokic because you know me. Jokic. I've got reference for the Eastern European. He made a statement today. Have you seen this yet? No. Saying that. No action should be done whatsoever. Oh, it's huge of him. Yeah. He says, it is what it is. Uh, he shouldn't be suspended or anything like that. Play on. Go Suns. Something along those lines. Mm. So I'm very glad, cool. I'm glad he said that. And I think most people would probably agree with that. KJ, you were very upset about this. <laughs> in the moment, uh, I was watching it live when it happened. And in the moment, I was very confused as to why there wasn't being made more like discussion of both like ejection of Matt Ishiba. I guess the reset really quickly, a ball bounced out of bounds uh, that uh, Jokic was attempting to recover, went into the hands of the Suns owner, recent owner, Matt Ishiba. I might be mispronouncing that. Uh, and landed in his hands. He held onto the ball. Jokic attempted to take the ball from him and inbound it quickly because one of the Suns players had also tumbled out of bounds and Technically, if he grabs the ball, gets it to the ref, and takes back and inbounds it, you know, they've got a slight advantage. The Suns player or the Suns owner decides to kind of hold on to the ball, and it caused a little bit of confusion. Jokic rips it from his hands. The ball goes in the air. Ishiba kind of contacts him, and Jokic pushes him back. Uh, there was a third fan who was uninvolved in all of this and definitely not the owner of the Suns who did decide to reach in and push Jokic. He was removed from the arena. Uh, they stopped down. They give a technical foul, but Denver kept the ball. So 
I immediately kind of thought of, you said it's an early Mark Cuban move. Like this is certainly something Cuban could be seen doing, but I feel like that's too easy. I want to see Steve Ballmer do this. Oh God. The bombs. <laughs> Dude, the bomber could not contain himself. Or I want a time machine and maybe I want to see Steve Ballmer's predecessor okay. do this with Joel Embiid. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking of MVP level individuals and see what Donald Sterling. Oh man. I just, I just feel like Donald Sterling would, would not be equipped to handle this in a way that's uh, in line with 2023 values. Oh man. What was the so name of, I, the, of the lady that, that poured him out? What was the, the lady that just ended it? I can see her visor, but I don't know why I can't think a, of it. I keep wanting to say like G Stevani. It's not that. Uh, Viv, uh, Viv. V, v Steviano. That's it. I think that's it. Donald Sterling uh, recorded yeah, v famously, Steviano. famously uh, saying some things that you just probably don't <laughs> want to say. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Not the best, dude. A part of Matt Ashiba's back, uh, background I thought was relevant because all the announcers immediately went to it. Whenever he bought the team, he's a real estate mortgage guy, blah, blah, blah. A Michigan State guy. Um Notably, a walk-on at Michigan State's basketball team under coach Tom Izzo. So whenever I saw this individual here on camera, it was my first time seeing him. First, I'm like, there's no way Jokic knows that that's the owner. He's been on the job like three months, and he's not like, it's not Jeff Bezos over there. It's not a notable, uh, a familiar face. I also was a little shocked he was 5'10", and like they make such a huge deal of him being a walk-on at Michigan State basketball. like. All right, man, you're saying, you know, that's you, you, you just, he doesn't look the part. <laughs> Tom Izzo's walk on standards don't seem to have excelled at all. I just don't like, I don't want to live in a world where you can't like forearm shove a billionaire. I feel like that should be in bounds. They, 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 sometimes you got to check them, right? And it was, it wasn't like he wasn't trying to knock him on his ass or anything. There he was just, some flopping. It was a get, it was a get off me, give me some space. Nudge. Yeah, he's getting two for embellishment. It's a big it's a hockey man. reference. Doesn't take much to knock someone on their backside. Right, he is a larger fella. But that series is two two, and Devin Booker is balling as is KD. Amazing what uh, adding a generational talent like Kevin Durant will do for your uh, your game. But um, they're actually playing a lot better without CP three. Playing a, a little at a faster pace, I think, and uh, you know what? I'm happy to see a close series because there's been a lot of bad games in this playoffs, a lot of uh, blowouts. It is paled in comparison to the uh, National Hockey League. But James Harden as well, he's uh, he's balling. I found myself rooting for Philly, which is a weird spot to be in. I've probably said this in the last couple of weeks, but um, I don't know. I just like James Harden now, <laughs> like, and I like I've always liked Embiid. And I really like Maxie. And you got Micah, Micah Parsons down there with a tiny jersey over his shirt. <laughs> what, why was that jersey so tiny? <laughs> I don't know. You see who he's next it to? It made Micah look huge. It really did. Uh, I he, saw it, he was with Lil Baby. He was with Lil Baby. Is that who you were referring to? Yeah. Yeah. Which is very cool. Some people were upset. Like, why would he, you know, he's a cowboy. He's got to only ride for... Uh, for the Mavs. He played college football in Pennsylvania. Yeah, that's dumb. You know, it's dumb. I don't, from, I don't care. He's from up around Harrisburg. Harrisburg way. Yeah, somewhere up around that way. 
<laughs> I, I am not upset by this. No, I, I wouldn't either. And he, I also pointed out that um, Maxi, that's whose jersey he was wearing, mm-hmm. is from mm-hmm. Texas. Well, yeah. I'm not sure how much that matters. DFW. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. He's turned out to be really good and a good dude. Um, I don't know if you guys got anything else on the NBA. We miss it. No, we'll catch it. We'll catch it next week. Yeah, we will. We got a little puck tonight. My boys are out there no. again. Mm. Fast forward. <laughs> you got memed. Did you see DJ Bean memed you? Yeah. You know what? I might have to mute DJ Bean for a little bit. As much as I love him, and you should check out the Brunch Podcast. Uh, the oil man stuff. I, you know, he's going real hard, real heavy handed with the the oil man memes. Right yeah, now. he's memeing you to death, basically. He memed me to death. He did a live-action meme, and he caught me. <laughs> he caught a body. He side-texted looking, looking for that photo, and I just like, well, I don't have the photo, so I just went to the, the Instagram post and screenshotted it, sent it to him. So I, I had a hand in that. I should get a hat tip on the meme. He's got a clip from that movie for like for numerous occasions, just ready to go. Well, it is a, it is a highly clippable movie, especially if you're doing what we do, and that's shit post on Twitter and do podcasts. I might have to give that movie you know another where spin. It does not translate. It's the random drops on the board. I drink your milkshake. I drink it up. I don't I know why I mean. kept it on the board, but I it like brings it. me joy every time I play it. It's a little long. <laughs> what does that mean? I will drink your milkshake. He is going to drill and take your oil. It's, it's a rule of capture. Come on, you're not up on oil and gas law in the early 1900s? I've never heard oil referred to as a milkshake, I guess. It's an analogy. It's not a literal milkshake. It'd be pretty dope. You wouldn't understand, man. I'm have to watch that movie. You don't have any mineral rights out around Pecos Way. I watched that once, and, and my my thoughts were, eh, okay. Now, here's Dylan to tell us why Daniel Day-Lewis, not that great. Go ahead, buddy. Oh, he's great. Doesn't sound like he He is great. He's a fantastic actor. One of the best, in fact. Objective. Prompt to stream room. Anyway. If he did a movie with Michael Bay, your pants would explode. I'm not a Michael Bay guy. <laughs> Daniel Day-Lewis in the new Transformers? What are you talking about? That, oh, <laughs> dude, sign me all the way up. Yeah, I'd watch, for sure. <laughs> I'm watching. Uh, Let's party. Stars got their D slammed in the door last night. I don't know if you watched. It was, it was kind of nice being able to go to bed before um, midnight. Um, I was around until, so for one, I was like, okay, this is enough to keep me up. Um, and then when it went five, one, I was like, yeah, it's just not. So I went and got ready for bed, then checked it. And I think it was five, two and then six, two and just not good. Um, the, the little anecdote you're seeing on Twitter from Dallas sports people is like, wow. Uh, maybe Miro Hiskinen is the, uh, most valuable player on the stars to which I would say maybe so because they looked completely incapable of doing anything um, without him out there. He got hit in the face of the puck. Dylan. I don't know if you saw. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. took it right here. I don't know what the full extent was, got stitched up. I don't know if there was concussion, but he went down and that's how they scored their first goal. And uh, that kind of changed the complexion of the game. Not even kind of, it did. If he comes back, which I think he will tomorrow night, I think they're fine. I think they tie it up, go home. But uh, if he's not going to play, this thing is probably church. Okay. You know, 
Oh, okay. Shouts to the Kraken. I, I, I don't know. It was hard to, I turned it off earlier than that. It was a hard suck night for me. So, uh, I was straight to Shiv and, and the Roy fam about succession five minutes into the second period. Oh, you got your suck. Um, <laughs> where would you rate Sunday that episode? Uh, all time succession. It's up. Like I felt like they turned the heat up on every single category, but I didn't love anything that happened. Okay, that's the wrong answer. Time to party. I got a lot of people pushing back on my take that it might be the best episode of the series. I got it number three in the in the season. Oh my god! So yeah, y'all, yeah, it was a good setup it. episode. You don't understand a tremendous television. setup episode. I'll go three, four, seven. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, let's party so I can get the hell out of here. These guys are just haters. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is the part of the podcast where we talk sports. While we're partying, man. Or maybe three, five, seven. If five is the one where they go to Norway. Is that five or is that four? Ooh, that was a good one, too. <clears throat> that was a good one. Anyway, you know, whatever you whatever you think, David. All right. Um, I don't really have much on New Mexico State University basketball players pantsing the coaches, but apparently that's a thing. I, we can bypass it, but we'll maybe I'll, we'll do our top five coaches we'd like to see deal with the pantsing. Uh, this is probably something that I wanted to ask Davis about and how he thinks uh, this would blow over if any player in uh, the Michigan locker room tried to pants Jim Harbaugh at any point in time. You think it would escalate like, I mean, to blowing over? <sighs> that wouldn't go well. Man. Like post-national championship celebration and somebody pulls this, you know, like – you think of whatever the most positive time is and somebody does this as a joke. It's not going well. I can tell Anyways. you this as a, as a fan of Baylor, you pants Dave Aranda, he's kicking the shit out of you on sight. <laughs> Do not under any circumstances pants Dave Aranda or Nick Saban for that matter. I think he's not, I don't think he's oh, going to whip your ass, but that would not go well. No, he's, <laughs> he'd make sure you never got a job in this country again. Hey, and uh, well, breaking former news, Baylor grad, uh, Mike Singletary might might appreciate it. He might even do it himself. Having fun. It's a very niche reference. But you know whatever. who, breaking news, you know who would not appreciate it? Bob Huggins. <laughs> so we're learning. He dropped, um, apparently dropped some something on uh, an AM radio sports show. It uh, might have his job in jeopardy. Yeesh. Oof. What school was he referring Xavier. to? Xavier. Xavier. Um, uh, Catholic school evoking. Yes. So, uh, removed a letter from the word flag, not something you want to do at any point in time, mm. especially mm. in this day and age of inclusion. Yeah. Bad decision. Um, coach. <laughs> Tough scene. Is super sage still with us. Cause I, I made people watch his apple tearing last week. Is he doing all right? Super he won super sage one over uh, fighting over around uh, one FC way. I think this fight was in Colorado. <laughs> you, can't, you can't say yeah, way can. for that. I can. That's what Leaguey's fighting in, um, which is no joke. And um, you know what? It didn't start good as he got dropped by a jab, which seems to happen to him a little bit. But uh, he got, got the uh, submission with the heel hook, or maybe it was the ninja hook. We don't really know. Um, <laughs> he hooked it. a callback. He something. He hooked it. But he got, he got the win versus... Uh, some dude I'm not familiar so nobody. with. Got that sub. 39 seconds over Ahmed Mutaj Mustaba. Very There's, cool. Sage is still in, in pretty good physical condition, too. Yeah, hashtag Super Sage so he can see it if you want. Yeah, he still has his body fat percentage very low still. He is, if nothing else, he is a insane athlete. 
He is a very, very athletic young man. And also a, a nice fella. Bubbly. The, potentially the nicest guy we've ever he's encountered. He's way too nice to be a fighter, podcast. honestly. I think that's his biggest problem is that he's yeah, too I nice. Don't, I don't know if he's built like that. I feel like the, that Houston suburbs upbringing doesn't really lend itself to uh, cage fighting. But who could, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Uh, really got uh, passed over for Ryan Gosling for playing Ken in the upcoming Barbie fin film. But, you know, he was my vote. Mm. With acting chops, he would be a good Ken. Oh, yeah, with that jaw? Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Bucks fire Can Mike Budenholzer. Um, well, yes. Sorry. Go ahead. That was not breaking news. That happened like eight days ago, but we don't do this pod very often. Sorry. Um, Nick Nurse would be a welcome hire here in Wisconsin. I'll say that, but we'll oh, see what happens. Oh, got a local touch with you. Um, let's jump back to uh, fighting real quick. Dylan's favorite, Mark Zuckerberg, won his first Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition. competition. The headline's BJJ inside a stop down to make sure I got that correct. Uh, Come on. Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition. Come on. Who's he, who's he going Two medals. It's a white belt competition. He's going against other people who have been training for like a year or two. So it's it's not um, nothing. He was one of I, I, two over 37-year-old retired content creator, Michael Weiner. <laughs> Listen. That's a good call, though. If, if, I, if I try my hand at Brazilian jiu-jitsu, getting started, I'm a year in. Like, I'm going to go to a competition and see how I'm, I'm handling myself. If I lose to fucking Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> not a little dude. God, I'm never ever going to be seen in public again, much less like try this sport again. How does it make you feel knowing that he could fuck you up? He's right just now? total. He couldn't. He's just total dork status. Dude, he, he gets not. a hold of your collar. He's going to give you the ninja choke. The, the sheer <laughs> will of, of me, like not wanting to be, Bested by Mark Zuckerberg would take me over the top. Who's the Who's the billionaire you'd least like to lose to in a jujitsu match? Mark, it's Mark Zuckerberg. Is it? Yeah. I feel like mm. Elon's. I feel like Elon would be more embarrassing. At least Elon mm. is like what two two fifteen two twenty. He's a bigger lad. Dude, Zuck is not small. I think Zuck he, is not big. He's not tall, but he's he's solid. Remember how small his dad was at our uh, South by event? No. Hold on, I'm gonna look this on up. his dental panel. I don't know why I said it like that. It was he was at our <laughs> our South by event had a, Dave, an unrelated dental panel. He's five seven. Yeah, but he's stout. <laughs> no, and he's it's, not. It's jujitsu, dude. It's not hand reach. He, you're rolling around. All right. He's gonna put you in a guillotine. It's not hand reach. Okay. Speaking of hand reach, I would give my uh, billionaire I'd least like to uh, lose to is Mackenzie Scott. Easy answer. Okay, according to this website. Which I don't know, celebsline.com. Who knows if that's accurate or not? But it says that he's 5'7, 146 pounds. Dave, I would pummel this dude. <laughs> I don't think you I would. don't need I don't need an ounce of training. I will destroy Mark Zuckerberg in anything physically. Hey, good Mackenzie Scott reference. I'm sorry. It's okay. Wouldn't mind seeing that. Um <laughs> God, I would just app I would oh my god. It would get categorized differently on websites. Uh, so it says um, here, A's play-by-play guy. I don't really know what that's referring to. Um, oh, I think I do. Uh, yeah. A's play-by-play announcer mistakenly, uh, they were playing the Royals in Kansas City. They took a little field trip to uh, a museum of sorts. Um, 
And what I don't think they realize mm-hmm. is that he's bilingual and uh, was efforting to uh, like refer to the museum, the Negro League Museum. He is also bilingual and <laughs> you said that used twice. different language. What language? <laughs> I, I Look, biracial, biracial is what I meant to say both times. He dropped a hard uh, end, And folks. so he was saying he saw a lot of his own. Like he was saying, I saw my at the museum. And I don't, I don't know he dropped a hard R in the Negro League Museum. To be clear, he's not biracial. He's is definitely he? not biracial. And okay. you would not get on national television and say, oh, I went to my N-word mu- <laughs> museum. If you're confused about what KJ's trying to say, and you probably are because I know I am, uh, this guy dropped a hard N on yeah, television. Yeah. It's just not what it's called, dude. Can I say that um, I... I'm uncomfortable saying Negro League Museum. Like that's that feels mm. like it's yeah, you know it's, an, it's the owned name of it. That that you know, it's it's fine. Um, but yeah, he didn't say that. It, he said the other one. Unfortunately, it does remind it's, it's me that truly. there is some confusion out there as to what word is the hard R, and what word is the you know, hard N. I think we all know, but some people think the hard R is a disabilities reference. Oh yeah, yeah. And I know it only as this one, but. Are you calling Anyhow. out Glenn Powell? <laughs> I don't know who it was. Oh, okay. Uh, sad, sad final note. Kentucky Derby happened. Uh, somebody won. Mage, I think. Oh, Mage. You probably talked about it already. Mage won. A lot. Of, uh, a lot. A lot of death. A lot of unfortunate events, but we won't even get into it here on the Watch Media Network as it was a tremendous event, I heard. It did look lit. It looked fun, yeah. Sad day though. You would have bricked your fit. You fucking kidding? <laughs> you would have fucking rolled up in some like busted ass Joseph A. Bank suit from two thousand four. Dude, the, the, whichever horses would like are better in the slop would have won because that place would have been soaked if I showed up there. What does that mean exactly? It would have been a fucking moist all on the track, Dave. I'm talking just straight mud. up dampness. Just slop everywhere. Fucking Eric Dampier over here. Fucking slop. Is there any other uh, carpet bagger take than just like? categorizing anything south of i don't know ohio as a south and rolling in with a bolo tie or is that just saying like i'm from west texas and that's a fit that was gotten off i don't know Brad, that was a dylan, nod to dylan was, way. dylan was critical of, of uh part of the fit i said that from the Different waist part up, of the south i said from the waist up brett looked as good as anyone i love the bolo okay. tie because it's it's different you don't see it um he had he had the For sunglasses good the, the coat was good looking that's what I said. Okay. This boy stopped, though. Um, hey, another non... Um, in better A's news, <laughs> friend of the show, Brent Rooker, hitting 330, 10 homers, 26 RBIs. How about that? Leads the league in OPS still? or uh, As of yesterday, I think so. Yeah. He's hitting 330%, KJ. I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> That's going to somehow I, end I up in a clip. It. That's going to end up in a clip, and I'm going to just put He's it out there to get smoked. We're going to gain followers. He, he is hitting at one-third percent right now. Um, <laughs> That's let's way. just hope that we have the uh, too-much-dip effect on Davis-Warren season. Yeah. And uh, maybe that non-conference schedule isn't the only place you see him. God, I hope he um, balls out. Yeah. I hope he goes to Purdue and just wrecks Purdue. 
That'd be so sick. Just fucking just. I'd stonks. buy a high school jersey. <laughs> Should we? We need as much. It's kind of weird that I don't have a high school jersey at this point. <laughs> As much as uh, I should be applauded for not bringing up uh, a certain uh, quarterback turned running back uh, during the Davis Warren. People were waiting for it, but I didn't do it, man. Sometimes he, you got to leave them. He probably read up on Jaquin and just to be prepared for your question. He, he listens, man. He knows. Well, that was uh, the sports party. No, Dylan. We did a lot. Take us home. We got to run it back. Oh, short one. It's a shorty. Yeah, I got wrapped up in the Davis interview, so I didn't really take a whole lot of notes. Anyway, uh, we're going to run it back. The segment during which we talk about what we already talked about. Noah Graxon, you stink, baby. He's the one with the, the dumb haircut who took the the right the right hand. Anyway, uh, KJ is uh, saying suck for succession. Dave said out <laughs> UFC way as he uh, shoehorned that one in. He's mm-hmm. good. And finally, Dylan has a suit from 2003 that he stole from a Jose Big like a bitch. What? Uh, who wrote that one? <laughs> Dude, my fits are dope. I'll put a fit together on you. You stole Just, from Josue Banks? It was probably a $30 suit. I bought one. I got 16 free. It was a, it was a good sell. They, they gave me four ties and part of the company for free just for showing up. Like, dude, you are now the CFO. We're begging you to take a just suit. Just please take this fabric. Like, we got way too much, man. We don't know what to do with it. We're going to hear. This is a. Uh, we all know for that's not true because we. We know that Dylan's wife has completely curated his closet. Nothing that's like over six and a half months old exists in there. It's that's true. true. There's that's no, nice. I can confirm. There's no <laughs> Jose Banks in Dylan's closet. <laughs> to my knowledge. I say that with all due respect. Well, thank you guys. Well, that was fun. That was a good one. Thank you, Davis Warren. Go follow him on Instagram. Yeah, he's, thanks. he's verified. Thanks, Dave. The other Dave. See him at an upcoming Mount Joy, con- Mount Joy concert. Yeah, like he really does. He's into bands that like will play um, like second line ACL lineup. Like they're not going to headline, <laughs> but like you see them, like they're they're going to do Coachella, mm-hmm. which is which is dope. Good for him. I'm in on it. All right, we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye. That's all I know. I don't want my chips playing. I want my chips with the dip. So bring them dips. Damn! When my team wins a big game, it's good, but when my team doesn't win the big game...